Welcome to Empowered Women series. This is where we talk to inspiring women like Michelle Wax and bring their stories to aspiring women leaders. We all have so much to learn from each other. So let's learn about Michelle and her American Happiness Project today. Michelle, are you excited? I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me and I'm excited to chat. So first of all, I want you to tell me a little bit about Michelle and a lot about American Happiness Project. I am so curious. So can you just get us started? Sure, sure. So my name is Michelle Wax and I'm now a three-time entrepreneur. Um, prior to founding American Happiness, I had two companies in the food industry here in Boston. And um, we can get into this in a little bit, but basically had a shift where I wasn't really that happy, um, even though objectively it looked like I should have been. And so at this point today, I've now interviewed hundreds and hundreds. I think we're over 500 interviewers now for all across the country for American Happiness Project, really capturing how everyday people are creating their own happiness, regardless of external factors. And so the American Happiness Project started out as a documentary that was filmed across every state in America, all 50 states, and really capturing people from all walks of life. And we've continued that interviewing and that surveying process since then. And um, as we were originally filming that, that was the original project, we found that there was a real hunger for this information out there, how to create more energy, more um, positive, of a positive mindset, more just joy and happiness in daily life. And so from that, what we did is we took all our findings, all our research, as well as all the research we'd done um, through scientific journals and on the neuroscience of the brain and built out workshops for schools and companies and individual programs as well to really start creating more happiness in day-to-day -day life. Wow, that, that sounds so cool. I mean, I, it, it, it's just, as a, where did you think about, like where, like, I have so many questions like gathering in my head. So let's go step by step. Uh, why did you think that, uh, that one is, you know, from your own life, you realized that happiness was important for you, but how did you decide how you wanted to go about it? You could have done anything else, but why did you still choose this path? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I've always been interested in the everyday person because I think what gets highlighted a lot is someone who is traditionally successful or maybe financially they did well. Um, but I was interested in how everyday people, which is what most people are, right? The, most of the country in the world is kind of just a more normal person, how they're creating happiness for themselves. And so I had this idea, I was still running the food companies and um, I kind of felt like I had to make some sort of shift. And maybe this is just my personality, but I, I wanted to do it in kind of a big way. And so um, I, I had the idea the day after 4th of July, I was sitting on my couch and I really was feeling that if there was some way that I could capture and share not only the good in the country, but what everyday people are doing, it could be a really powerful impact. Um, and so what I did is I started figuring out how I could do it, right? Um, budget wise, logistically, I was still running the company. So how could I keep those going as I was traveling? Um, luckily I had a great team that was able to help me with that. But really it started out as 
a vision to see how I could actually capture and share this on film. Um, and then going around the country and interviewing people, it all just kind of came together piece by piece in that way. So have you released, uh, have you released your film yet? So right now the trailer is available on our website and it's been submitted to film festivals. So we should be hearing back the end of the year, end of 2020 and aiming for an early 2021 release, depending on that. So very excited for it. <laughs> I am, I am so curious about it and I can't, I can't wait to check it out. I absolutely can't wait to wait to check it out. And uh, I, I, I have wondered about this thing a lot, which is, you know, when we learn about history or when we learn about stories, we always think and learn about famous people, successful people and the extremes, either extremely nice people or extremely bad people and rest like whole world is in between. And no one has that much written stories or ask them how they live, what they do. Thank you for doing that. Right. And I, I, I was interested for, for myself personally, you know, like how, how are everyday people doing it? Because I had done research on my own when I started not feeling the happiest, but it was really inter interesting to me to see how everyday people are doing it. And there's a lot more good and a lot more happiness. I think that's highlighted really. Because um, if you think typically of news and media, it tends to skew a little bit negative. Um, especially there's a lot going on right now, obviously. That's important to, of course, pay attention to, but there's also so much good that isn't highlighted as much. And so that was a really big focus and a focus that we continue to do today is really to capture and share the positive energy and the good across the country. I am very curious about the stories, like what you might have heard and what, so does any, you know, like what is your most favorite story that you have heard so far? Oh my gosh, that's a big question. Uh, so I would say that there was, there were so many, I would say like a common theme with most stories were that there was a point that these individuals had reached where they decided to make some sort of shift or change in their life. Um, and often it was kind of a low point um, being, you know, getting arrested, having their house blown away by a tornado, being in massive amounts of debt or just really not liking the relationship they were in. And so I found that there was a common, often the stories um, that I heard started out with troubling times or things that people had gone through that were less than ideal, which I think, of course, everyone goes through that at some point. Um, and then there was a, a moment where there was a shift and it was often a very small thought that they had the belief that they could change in some way to make their life happier or better. Um, and often that went against what their family was telling them to do or what other people were, you know, kind of reflecting onto them, but they made that shift. They followed what they knew was true for them and it led to their long-term happiness. So often, you know, it might've been a pay cut, it might have been moving somewhere, getting out of a situation that most people thought was crazy or not the best move, but they knew inside them internally that it was the best move for them. Isn't that cool? Like when we teach someone storytelling or story writing, this is like one of the best formula to write the story with, which is hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And what you just told me, it seems like everyone in this world has their own hero's journey. And scale might be different, situation might be different, but everybody, there is something that happens that's terrible or not so terrible. And uh, they make 
they have their aha moment and like a hero they save their own life that is in i wanted to know uh, is there any sad story that i am sure you know because you were doing happiness project doesn't mean you always get to hear happy stories i'm sure you think yeah. stories T- tying back into what i was saying before is there was a lot of sadness in everyone's story but it was it was almost like they needed to go through that sadness to reach their true happiness um because it was when they started kind of just sitting with the sadness or sitting with what's going wrong then their their minds became clear of what shift they need to make to get on that long term um road to happiness so i have a good story on on this line and i was in wyoming i was talking to a man named dan and he was saying that when he was in his low 30s um he was an alcoholic he got arrested by um he was driving home one night got stopped got arrested and he said as the cops were clicking the cuffs on him he had two thoughts that went through his mind and it happened in an instant the first thought was i can't go to jail tomorrow's monday night it's monday night football it's my turn to buy at buckenennas which was their local bar so that was his first thought his second thought that came immediately after that was his pivotal moment was that thought is insane this has to stop and so that was the moment of clarity for him and you know he's in this really treacherous i think he had also gotten into a bar fight that night he says i was out to here right he has the beard not in a good spot but it was that small shift in thought process that then led him onto the journey of becoming sober and now he actually runs a clinic where he helps other people get out of um states that are less than ideal and really put them on a new path and new journey. And so it was kind of this moment where he had gone through all these difficult things and it just took one thought to make that shift. Um and that's what I found throughout the country is that often there was a lot of sadness before those moments but once that moment happened it was like a click and people started to shift their actions. Um often very small actions it didn't have to be anything dramatic. to really put them on that path to long-term happiness and fulfillment. And uh you know most of us have problem with sticking with those things. Like do you have anything that anyone shared with you that how I stuck with my idea and this is what it did to me or how I did not stick with my idea and it was disaster. Anything like that. Or in terms of when they start to sorry go ahead. Whenever they make that little change you know that you know we sometimes we get really enthusiastic about changes but we don't really stick to them so yeah so the biggest thing on that and i felt this myself too is that like you were saying you tend to get motivated in this kind of have this grand goal or grand achievement you want to reach and then of course the days go by and it slowly kind of peters out And so what it was more of a focus for these individuals was really creating the systems in their life, small shifts that are going to inevitably reach uh, allow them to reach the goal or the mindset or the beliefs they want to have. And so an example of this is if someone wanted to start waking up earlier. Um instead of saying, you know, waking this act actually happened with one of my friends recently, um was they were kind of waking up at 9 a.m., rolling out of bed, jumping on Zoom for their first meeting for work, right? and they were getting frustrated at themselves they could be more productive they want to work out in the morning all this stuff and instead of kind of taking this grand gesture of saying okay i'm going to start waking up at 6 a.m. and do all these things before work and feel ready to go and that's what i'm going to do 
making small shifts are more important. So piece by piece, you know, wake up 10 minutes earlier than 9am and then 10 minutes before that. And then building on those small habits were more powerful long-term to stay consistent versus even having reached the goal. It was more important to remain consistent with those small systems. Uh, that makes sense. That, that absolutely makes sense. And I'm just going to shift my focus slightly from the project to you and what the project did to you. Because I obviously interview people a lot for Empowered Women and for my day job, which is, you know, which is at a customer-centric innovation firm. So customer-centric, that part, I have to talk to a lot of people and understand what is it that the customer's expectation. Mm. So I know that how having conversations and interviewing people consistently affects you. And this is like, I, I really wanted to, the day I read about American Happiness Project in 500 interviews, that was my first question that I should ask Michelle, how is it affecting her? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's allowed me to see that there are so many different perspectives and beliefs. And I think, especially now, if someone has a different perspective or belief about something than us, it seems like, oh, they're wrong, or you kind of get this like defense mechanism up if someone disagrees with you or doesn't have the same opinion. But in interviewing all these people, it, it became very clear that just because someone has a different perspective or belief or lives in a different area that you would never personally live in, it doesn't make them, you know, really striving for anything less than happiness. And that's what a common theme I found was, is that people are doing it in different ways, different things are going to make them happy or make them feel fulfilled. But at the core of it, most people are good people and they're trying their best with what they have. And so having interviewed so many people, like I'm sure, I'm sure you feel as well, you know, it's allowed me to really just have more perspective in general. If, if I hear something, um, or see something, watch a video, just having kind of that, the ability to take a bird's eye view of it and not get so granular with what that person's saying because they have an entirely different set of upbringing or background or experiences that led them to that point. Um, and so that's really where it's helped me in life, really, <laughs> not just in business, but in life in general and personal relationships is being able to have that uh, empathy towards others um, and really strengthening that because I'll give you an example. When I went to um, uh, Iowa, I was staying in this very small town in Iowa. And for me going into it, I, you know, I kind of had this stereotypical notion of what small town Iowa would be like. And I was like, you know, who would ever want to live here? It's in the middle of nowhere, right? I'm used to living in Boston. And I go there and it's the most, the most amazing people. They have this really tight knit community. And I felt like I was like at home and it, you know, it was these random people. And so it was so beautiful. And that was kind of my first wake up call of, you know, just cause someone thinks differently or believes different things than you, they might be the best person ever. You just need to get to know them. And that's what I encourage people to do is when you start having more up close and personal conversations with people across the world or across the country, you tend to see a lot more good than what gets traditionally highlighted in the media. And that brings us back to the point that you were saying that, you know, uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot has been written on it, which is why media only highlights negative stuff. It's just, it's just more sensational and it sells. And, right. But the 
kind of damage that it has done to us is not so so from that point of view i absolutely appreciate your project because it's like it is so much you know if if this became huge thing and i hope it does and i wish it does it it can bring people closer it can bring people closer and what it has done to you it can do to a lot of people because they will realize exactly what you are realizing mm, definitely yeah. and i feel like there have already been obviously you know we want to reach as many people as possible and to have those those shifts happening but it's already it's already happening which is amazing with the people who have heard about it so far and for me, it's valuable to just, even if someone has a different, like one thought that's a little different or maybe more accepting, or maybe it shifts from thinking that they need to reach a certain goal to receive happiness versus actually deciding to have it today. Small shifts like that are happening all day, every day with people that are engaging with the content and hopefully will watch the documentary. And so that's where the power is, is I feel like just like Dan and that story of shifting when he got arrested, that one thought, that's really all you need to kind of, you know, make an impact or have this trickle effect. So isn't that a cool story? Yeah. I love that story. Love that story. And I obviously, you know, I just assumed myself your future vision because I like your project so much. What is in your head? What is your future vision or the goal like? if the best thing happened to American Happiness Project, it would be this. Yeah, so really I wanna become a household name to the point where when someone's feeling down or stressed out or low energy, they can come to us, whether it be our website, social media, in person, whatever it may be, to make a small change that's gonna help them achieve their long-term happiness. And I think first become self-aware of that, what that is for them, because it's gonna be different for everyone. And then really have the support and community to do so. So right now what we do is the workshops and the individual programs that have been really helping companies, schools, and individuals, of course. And then we also started doing a uh, new video series called American Goodness, where Americans across the country are kind of similar to how we're doing now. I'm asking them to share stories about the good in their life and the small changes they made to create more happiness. And so really just sharing and I think the most powerful thing about interviewing a whole bunch of different people is that you might not resonate with one person, but you're going to resonate if there's hundreds of people, at least with one person, right? Or at least with one thing they say. And so as, you know, really highlighting as many people across the country so that they can then make an impact on someone else. And that's really the goal is to keep, you know, spreading this message. And again, going back to having those tiny shifts in thought process, because that's really all you need to start kind of that cascading effect towards long-term happiness. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. I have, uh, uh, have you heard of this book? Listening is an act of love. It's I haven't, book. no. And oh, it's yeah. a book and it is a collection of stories of kind of similar to, not exactly, kind of similar to two strangers telling stories to each other about their lives. And this book is collection of those stories and you will absolutely love it. And maybe, you know, like it, it could give you some of the tips on how to make American Happiness Project even better. 
That would be wonderful. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a read. I know I feel like I, I'm always hearing about so, new, new books and new things to watch and it's like, oh, I just love it. I feel like all I read now is kind of nonfiction in that genre. Um, and so I read a fiction book a couple weeks ago for my book club and it was like, I hadn't done that in years. So it's good to mix things up and I'll definitely check that book out. What book did you read? Just curious. Um, it is called, where is it here? I'm blanking. The Vanishing Half. Hmm. Um, it was really, really good. And like I said, I hadn't read a novel in forever. So I got, I got lost in it, which I think is, is rare um, to get completely lost in something. And that was a great experience for me because I feel like I'm always learning and really diving into the science of the brain and these more kind of, uh, I guess you could say like hard topics versus, you know, getting more into the creative side. Um, and so that was, that was really amazing to be able to read that. It sounds, sounds like a fun. I have one more question for you, which is, you know, if, because we are talking so much about happiness, we are talking so much about, uh, you know, people understanding each other and being that way, knowing that we have more common with each other than not. If you were to give one piece of advice to anyone who wants to start working on their happiness and make ha their own happiness their project, what would that advice be? So this is a question that I asked every single interviewer or interviewee as we were doing the documentary and beyond, because it's really important to me to, peel, to be able to provide practical things people can start doing. And the number one thing is to become self-aware of either what's bringing you down or what you're really enjoying in your life. And so what I'd encourage you to do, if you're not feeling the happiest or you want more joy or fulfillment, is to make two different lists. One list is what really is bringing a lot of happiness into your life currently or has in the past before. And it could be small things like, for me, it's just getting out in the sun and going for a walk, right? Write that down if it's traveling or if it's a certain experience you had or certain people that are in your life, write those things down. And then on the other side of it is what's currently in your life that's not really the best. Um, you're not enjoying as much. And so becoming self-aware of those two things, what you can do is start to integrate the things you do enjoy more into your day. Obviously things are gonna come up that are gonna stress us out or not be as ideal, right? Or we have to deal with things in our day to day that may be less than thrilling. But if you can start incorporating these smaller things and um, start really starting the day off on a positive note as well, um, not letting other people or social media or the news drain your energy before the day even begins are two really good things to do. Oh. And um, in order to do that in the morning, it's very easy to do. We actually just had an article come out in Forbes on this concept. Uh, what you do is in the morning, because most people in the morning, the alarm goes off, you look at your phone right away, right? And I know for me, if I read the news or go through social media or emails, it starts to stress me out or worry me about the, the day ahead, right? And so instead of doing that, it's important to start your day off on your own terms. So I encourage you to just shut off your alarm, put your phone on airplane mode for just one minute and take time to answer these three questions, which are number one, what can I look forward to today? Acknowledging that, either saying it out loud or writing it down is very powerful. So you have something in your day that you can look forward to. Some days you might have to force yourself to look forward to something, but make sure you're incorporating at least one small thing. The second question is, what is potential to stress me out today and how, how will I respond to it? Um, and so 
you're again acknowledging what might stress you out or worry you or cause negativity in your life how are you going to respond to it deciding that in the morning and then the third question is how uh, or how do i want to feel at the end of today and what do i need to do to make that happen so if you want to feel productive what do you need to do if you want to feel happy what do you need to do and incorporating these small shifts can be really really powerful it's kind of hard to describe how powerful they are until you actually try it and implement it but uh those are really really good we call them morning questions and it's a really great way to start off the day i love that i love that i'm going to do it myself the morning questions i don't promise yeah. you because everything that we said you know how consistency is such a difficult thing to create but i'm going to do that three questions and before that the framework that you talked about right side of the paper in left side of the paper write this like write the things that bring you joy and write the things that don't bring you joy it is like we know when we start home cleaning we start it like that we know that you know first you will just you know things that you need things that you don't need mm. it, when you hear good ideas you feel like oh why didn't i think about it it's so simple but that's what is precious about such a great idea that you know it's it's so simple that's why i will be able to do it i and i feel like it almost seems like it's too simple that it wouldn't make an impact sometimes i know for me when i started doing this it felt like that but then you start doing it and there's something very powerful with these simple things and only takes you know a minute or two to do um but you'll start to see a lot of change in just your general feeling about um the day ahead and about life when you start implementing the small changes in that's the magic of simplicity you know we might uh, complicated ideas might sound impressive but it's not easy to stick with them mm. this is the two things that you just mentioned they are so simple that i won't forget them like you know i how even if i tried i won't be able to forget what you just told me and right and i feel like sometimes with changes or with strategies they can seem almost overwhelming i know for me personally there are so many like product productivity planners and things like that where you, every single day you have to do 10 different things and it's very overwhelming to the point where i'll forget to do it forget right or <laughs> i just don't want to do it and so i don't keep up with it but just picking like one thing the morning questions or creating that list from time to time is more powerful because the consistency is more powerful than like you know making sure you have this grand 10 step plan i love that i i love that you're you know you didn't give us any grand 10 step plan and gave us just three thing three questions to think about in the morning yes <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much for your time it was such a pleasure to have you and uh, like you you personify happiness like you talk about happiness and you extrude happiness and it's a joy to talk to you thank you thank you i really appreciate that and that's probably one of the best compliments i've ever gotten so i appreciate it <laughs> oh i'm so glad yes and i you know we should do this again really soon